0: I'm Faith Russell, one of the founders of Mag's Creative, a podcast studio based here in London, and I'm joined virtually by my sister and my business partner, Hannah Russell. And I'm not going to lie, we're both currently recording from under our duvets. To be fair to us, this was an order from our head of audio, as apparently it's the best place for soundproofing in our houses. Over the past few years, we've absolutely loved creating some brilliant shows. Think Deliciously Ella the podcast, Cast Away with Laura Whitmore, and Clemmie Telford's Honestly. And we've been lucky enough to develop this amazing network of smart, inspirational human beings who could help us out during this time. And so we decided to do what we do best, creating podcasts that bring people together. As part of the Stay Home movement, we're bringing you Listen In, a list-based podcast that is keeping us staying in and letting us listen in at home with celebrities and familiar voices. Each episode comes to you directly from the home of some wonderful famous faces, or voices I should say, with tips and tricks that only they can share. Whether it's the three books Elizabeth Day just can't live without, or Martine McCutcheon's Four Greatest Loves, Listen In is here to make you feel less alone at home. So please, stay home, lean back, and listen in, because we've got you covered. From our duvet to yours, here's today's episode. Hello, sweet souls.
1: I'm Lucy Victoria Jackson, and my experience is in teaching yoga, sharing sound baths, leading meditations and hosting retreats. I am so honored to be invited to share with you today. So thank you, Hannah and Faith, for asking me to join an amazing roster of guests. I am very, very humbled. So I'm here today to chat to you about four ways you can root and rise in your life. But first, how has lockdown been for me? Well, the one word that comes to mind is roller coaster. My goodness, there have been so many ups and downs, which I think is totally normal considering we're navigating completely uncharted waters. For all of us, this is our first experience of a global pandemic and hopefully the last. So of course, things are going to be a little rocky. I felt everything from feeling feelings of guilt that I can't do more to help, to feeling freedom from having to rush around all day as I usually do, to deep sadness at the death toll, we see it rising every day, to feeling happy that I get to spend all day with my puppy and my boyfriend, notice the way round in which they're listed there, to grieving for travel plans that I had in place to celebrate my 30th birthday to missing my family, to gratitude for the NHS, and for my own health and well-being. But one thing that has been a constant is I've really enjoyed taking time to pause and to assess where I am and where I want to go next. And here's where the idea of rooting and rising came about. Now, for most of us, this probably isn't going to be a time of rising. There have been some amazing people stepping up and sharing their talents and wisdom with the world in an effort to keep us all feeling positive and connected. But for so many of us right now, this is perhaps not something we've had the energy to wrap our heads around. But to enable us to rise in the future, I do believe that what we can do is use this time to create strong roots. This is something that many of you have may already been doing pre-lockdown, but for lots of us, our time has now opened up a little more and we have more time to dive into the foundations we lay down in our lives. It really is true that the wise man built his house upon the rock, although what I would give right now to feel sand between my toes... So to keep people staying in and listening in, Mags Creative asked me to share four ways to root and rise in life. So here we go. First of all, to me, grounding is key. But sometimes grounding, it's a little bit of an overused word and it's also a little bit buzzwordy. So what do I mean by grounding? To me, it is truly connecting to the present moment and tuning in to your body and your mind. This can be anything from taking a conscious deep breath first thing in the morning, to asking yourself, how am I today? To physically feeling the ground beneath your feet. So for example, for me, one of the first things I do in the morning is take my puppy Elsie outside for her wee-wees. And when I do this, I consciously step up onto the grass as well. I close my eyes, I physically plant my feet into the earth, and I focus on that feeling of the earth beneath my feet. If it's sunny, like a sunflower, I'll just turn my face to the sun, I'll close my eyes, and I'll stand there taking at least one conscious deep breath. Sometimes it's as many as 10. And that feeling of the earth beneath my feet, it just reminds me that I am connected, I am here, I am present. Now for many of us I know we might not have space and grass outside of our back doors but what you can do is open a window, stand facing the window, feel your feet on the ground and just take a few deep breaths of the outside air. It's the intention of grounding that is the most important. Second practice that is essential to me when cultivating strong roots is gratitude. This is something that I've practiced every single day for quite a while now, even pre-lockdown, you know, for maybe a couple of years actually. And the way that I bring it into my life every day, the, the minimum that I do is As I get into bed, I turn to my partner, Chris, and I ask him what he's grateful for. And he does the same to me. And it's such a lovely way to end the day and to have that moment of connection with one another before we go to sleep. But really, gratitude, it can be practiced at any time of the day. I know lots of people practice first thing in the morning or when they see something that brings them joy. And it really doesn't matter when you do it. Gratitude can be practiced all day, every day, if you have time. I just find there is a particular power to gratitude when it's either spoken aloud like i do with chris or if it's written down i sometimes do a gratitude journal as well so maybe either one of those two channels will suit you as well and the third practice for me is movement so obviously as a yoga teacher i am very very passionate about encouraging people to move But I think lots of people get caught up in the particulars of how they move, you know, pushing themselves to complete certain workouts, going on runs when they really don't feel like it, or doing something because it's the next big thing that everybody's doing. For me, always, but especially at this time of lockdown, I think tuning into what your body really needs on any given day is so, so important, especially for women. If you think about it, our bodies are cyclical, so we are not going to have the same amount of energy at all points in our cycle. So tuning in to how your body is on any given day and then planning your movement accordingly makes so much sense. For me, I set aside time every single day to move. I have a rough plan of how many workouts, runs, and yoga sessions I want to complete every week, but I will adapt according to how my body feels. So for example, last week I was in the bleeding part of my cycle and was feeling really tired on the Tuesday. And Tuesday is usually my strong workout day. I usually lift heavier weights and do a little bit of HIIT training, but I just knew I didn't have the energy. So I still set aside my hour, but instead I did a yoga flow with a little bit of additional strength building and some really small weights. I think it was just a four kg weight that I used there. And that was just so much more appropriate for me on that day. It actually gave me a little bit of energy rather than draining me further. And of course, I'm so lucky that I have my puppy. Third time of mentioning her already today. I think I am a little bit obsessed. But what that means is it gets me out of the house, gets me out in nature, out in fresh air every single day. But on the days when I'm in a real funk, honestly, my movement is the walk with Elsie and then just putting on my favorite tunes in the kitchen and dancing around. Um, dancing like no one is watching for sure. I'm not a good dancer by any one stretch of imagination, but it's just that feeling of freedom and of moving. So again, don't overthink how you're moving, just move. You'll shift any stagnant energy and you'll shift your mindset as well. So finally, the fourth thing in my rooting and rising toolkit is that I try to seek as much balance in all areas of my life as I can. So balance between movement and rest, between work and play, between eating well and having the odd treat, between feeling and thinking, between holding on and letting go, so on and so forth. In yoga, we have this idea of the gunas. They are three different types of energy. So rajas is action and doing. Tamas is inertia and stillness. And sattva is that point in the middle where rajas and tamas are balanced. Now, really this is what I'm seeking is that sattvic quality, that sattvic energy in everything I do, that flow point between the doing and the being. But I think as most of you will have experienced, it's so much easier said than done. Balance is actually a really elusive thing sometimes. And and satva isn't an energy that can be forced. But I do believe that by consciously trying to cultivate a balance between doing and being, between rajas and tamas, between yin and yang, sometimes we may find that elusive balance. Maybe. Again, it's all about intention. So there we are. We have it. My four top tips for rooting and rising grounding, gratitude, movement and balance. And what I'd really like to close with is just by saying please be kind to yourself and others. As I said at the beginning, this is unprecedented that, you know, the situation that we're in. We've never been through anything like this as a collective before. And yes, we are all in this together, but it does not mean that everyone's experience is going to be the same. If you are struggling, please reach out through the professional channels available and please know that you are not alone. And equally, if you are rising, if you're feeling energized, see if you can share some of that positivity with others. One of my favorite quotes ever is by Ram Dass, and it goes like this. We are all affecting the world at every moment, whether we mean to or not. Our actions and our states of mind matter because we are so deeply interconnected with one another. We are all one. We are all connected. So let's use this time to connect, even if it's not physically right now. And there will be a time when we can hug freely again. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about some of the ways I've stayed rooted during this time. And if you're interested to learn more about rooting and rising, please do keep your eyes or your ears peeled for the launch of my own up and coming podcast, Root and Rise with Lucy. The launch date is being released very soon. So if you're keen to listen, do follow me on Instagram. You can find me at Lucy Victoria Jackson Yoga. Or you can head to my website, which is lucyvictoriajackson.com. Thank you so much again to Mags Creative for inviting me on today. It has been my honor to hold this space and to share with you. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. May
0: all paths lead to peace. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Listen In. And a big thank you to this week's guests for taking the time to share their thoughts of the day. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on our Instagram, which is mags.creative. And it would be great if you could also share your feedback of the show by rating and reviewing the podcast. Hit the subscribe button to receive episodes as they come out. We have new guests a couple of times a week. And remember, kids, hashtag stay home. It's the best place to be.